Hello all and welcome back to another episode of TV and Us, a conversation show about the TV series we just can't stop talking about. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callan. And each season we focus on a different show, reviewing it episode by episode, and we invite you to watch along with us. Right now we are reviewing True Detective Season 4, and we are going to be talking about the finale today and our reflections on Season 4 as a whole. And uh, we, can, we couldn't wrap up Season 4 of True Detective without our two very special guests who've been so faithfully along this journey with us. Pat and Nate, y'all want to introduce yourselves, although you're no strangers to the pod. Sure. Uh, hey, I'm Nate. Uh, yeah, excited to close out our conversation about True Detective, Nights of Our Lives. I mean, Days of Our Country. I mean, Night Country. <laughs> Sup? This guy with his zingers. I'm Pat, homie of the pod. <laughs> Say no more because there's a lot to be said. We will have a sweet time together of airing all of our grievances and our hot, spicy feelings. So if you haven't watched the finale yet, uh, it is many days since the finale has aired, so I don't know what you're doing, but this is your spoil alert. Please check out the finale before, before continuing to listen to the rest of this episode. All right. Well, in some of our previous episodes, we've done a little tradition where we start off and really dive right in with our episode titles of choice. And uh, one Patrick James has done some extra credit today for this Reflections episode and has written an episode title. So kick us off. Let us dive right in. Pat. It's going to be one of these nights, isn't it? I feel like that rounds out my meta arc. Yeah. That was uh, my episode title as well on our finale episode review. So great minds think alike. Love it. All right. It's going to be one of those episodes too. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. <laughs> Temp check. In the spirit of our tradition for all of our previous episodes on every step of this journey along the way, do a little round table temp check. How is everyone feeling now that they've experienced the end of our arc? And uh, let's start off with, let's start off with you, Pat. I'm glad it's over with part of me, like a couple episodes ago, we're like, we need four more episodes or we need to make it to eight to answer stuff. By the time we arrived at the end of the finale, not, excuse me, by the time we arrived at the start of the finale, I was like, let's just, let's just be, come on, let's just do it. Let's be done with it. Let's move on with our lives. You know, the off season's coming. Go watch something funny and lighthearted. <laughs> All right, Nate, temp check. Uh, yeah, I thought this episode was great. It was like the perfect capstone on this like shit pyramid we've been building for six episodes. Um, yeah, every time I think this show has hit a ceiling, it keeps raising the bar. It's like the Michael Jordan of being a piece of shit. So yeah, I was a wow. big fan of this episode. <laughs> That's how you use the season one quote, by the way. Not time is a flat circle, which yes. made me throw up in my mouth. <laughs> All right, Sarah, pulse check on your thoughts on the finale specifically. Uh, yeah, I think it just continues in the long tradition of uh, being really disjointed and kind of a mess. So I, I had very low expectations coming into this finale. Uh, it did better than I expected it to do, but that's not saying much because my expectations were on the floor. 
so I, similar to you, Pat, I was just happy that it was over. <laughs> it's like we made it, we made it out of the night country. We made it out of Ennis. Uh, I can enjoy not snow and not night country anymore. So I'm very grateful to be done. There's so much gratitude happening here. This is really good. We're just all so grateful and thankful. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's there's some there's some storylines that are wrapped up in ways that I think are so cheap. There's like a whole conversation that happens in a car where I'm like, well, you 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 played me. You played me. Uh, the Russian wife did not <laughs> arrive, and I was anticipating something to happen with Pete and Kayla dynamics. So I was upset about that, and then. Um, you know, there's the whole explanation of what happens with the scientists because they're just so dedicated to their work uh, enough to murder and kill. Also, I'm calling some BS. So, yeah, this is this is not this is not strong. Uh, it's actually worse than I expected. <laughs> um, so that's <laughs> impressive. Very impressive. I feel like you've had the longest journey because you stayed on the other side of the table longer than all of us and now i feel like not only are you on this side of the table mm-hmm. but you're like inching your way away from the table in the same direction <laughs> yeah i'm like looking for a rolly chair to just push myself away from the table correct this is what happens when you like hold out hope you're like no this is gonna be good y'all just wait and then when they don't deliver bigger fall um okay let's get into some of the details of the finale and perhaps some of these thread lines that we see over the course of the season uh let's start with what are the ones that people have the most feels about on the ways that they wrapped up some of these storylines the most feels about oh goodness <laughs> can i point out the the first thing that made me irrationally no it was rational rationally angry like yeah. when i knew like yeah yeah go ahead fuck this episode like is yeah. when you know, obviously in the middle of the storm, they have to go to the cave now. We talked about this last time. As soon as they drop in with no rope mm-hmm. or tether, they're just going in free solo. I was like, give me a, f- yeah. Yeah, and then what happened? That was my first thought too. I was just like, can you, you could be able to scramble out of that? Yeah. that and then it's like, like a maze steep. going this way, you go in that <laughs> way. And uh-oh, you've fallen through different levels. Now you in P2, now you in P3. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> well, they're also supposedly looking for Clark and they're like screaming at each other through this echoey cavern. Like, hey, do you see anything in there? Like, way to announce your presence. Good thing it was a heated ice cave, too. <laughs> Good thing it was a heated ice cave, too. Oh, Clark man. only needed a blanket. Ice caves are can be warm. You know, igloos are warm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what i love is that what they wandered around for what like a minute two uh so they didn't think it was weird that they were digging a hole in like sight of salal station like right fucking there obviously <laughs> like the geography of salal makes no sense to me i don't know if it's on top of like ice caves or on top of the ocean because she falls through the ice after going through the front door mm. like later in the episode that's and, right like... <laughs> I, I don't know ghosts i guess yo they didn't even bring walkie talkies down there in case they got separated 
They were so unprepared. Oh, that's true. Well, it is hard to remember to bring appropriate supplies when somebody's just been murdered in your house and you have to leave the son of the person who has been murdered to clean up the body. Like, there's a lot mm. going on. Why are you going to remember walkie-talkies when you, when you have to go running out in an ice storm? There's no time for logic here. We have to get to the cave. And therein lies the pain the of... right, felt watching this. Okay, so we meet Raymond Clark, which is much too late to meet Raymond mm-hmm. Clark. We should have met Raymond Clark, like, at least in the penultimate episode. Uh, thoughts on mm-hmm. that? I mean, there's a whole sequence that happens with him. They, they well, first there's a little, like, cat and mouse game that we play for about, like, 10 minutes uh, just to begin with. It's like, just a little, little mini uh, search and hunt scene, and then they capture him. And we get a whole bit with them trying to extract information out of him. Thoughts on the the reveals of what Raymond Clark shares around what happened? Oh, you mean while he was headphone boarded? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was... yeah, he's just instantly tortured. I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Let's torture this man. Sure. <laughs> um. I don't understand his character motivation. Why does he instantly attack these people? Um, the night like, what country. What is he hiding from again? It was the night country. Oh, the night country. Night country made him do it. So he's lost his mind. Is that what we're supposed to believe? Was... Or like, I, I, I'm. This isn't a rhetorical <laughs> question. I'm asking. <laughs> like the whole lead up to him, like striking them and everything, doesn't make a ton of sense. In like, like. Like, he's the one that reveals all the information. They don't know he's a bad guy. They just know he's been missing. Mm. Uh, so that made no sense to me. And then, yeah, he's instantly tortured. And then he kind of exposits basically all the everything that happens. Oh, no. He exposits all of uh, uh, what happened to Annie Kay. Yeah, I, I thought that, that whole bit... Which is- the whole explanation that it's this team of crazed scientists that were so obsessed with their work. We're just so motivated to take Annie Kay out. Like, I just needed a little bit more. Like, I get you're an Ennis. I get you're a Night Country. I get that, like, you're probably going a little insane. But the way they, like, showed that reenactment, it's like, she's destroying some things. They immediately pounce on her. I'm like, I don't think i buy this especially especially for all of them yeah multiple people like it'd be one thing if one person had like a frantic like knee-jerk response but the fact that they were like oh we jumping someone yo i'm down what's up like and fucking brutally brutally murdered this woman i'm like yeah there's not enough (laughs) there there's not enough there (laughs) because she wrecked their homework (laughs) Yeah, which should have been, like, backed up. Like, you back up data like that on, like, multiple, like, servers or whatever. Like, that is not the only place that this data exists. So you just killed this woman for no reason. Doesn't make any sense. Another nitpick. What what does Salal do? It does that, right? It does, like, like, ice mining and everything. Why is it in, like, a secret hatch? 
why is what they do in because a if they don't hatch? have a secret hatch then someone can't <laughs> quite realistically hold on to it for a week in the cold while they're waiting out people to leave like even the geologist teacher knows that they do like mining like like mining for microorganisms like i don't understand why that's underneath the floor <laughs> also how they get all that equipment in there I wondered that as soon as they started chasing Raymond Clark and I was like, oh, we just have the most high-tech, again, Avengers-level quality lab just sitting in an ice cave? Miss me with this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I also hated that the murder was, like, in the mode of murder on the Orient Express. And, like, that story and, like, the way that that happens in Murder on the Orient Express has so much meaning and depth to it. And then it's used here just so cheaply. And like, are you kidding me? This has no additional meaning to the story as a whole. And that's like, you're misusing this really, really great idea from a really famous novel and movie. And that just annoyed me. But they made up for it Mm -hmm. because there was the spiral logo in the ice. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. The spiral made it better. And and the, and the orange, which okay, that's perfect. That's Let's, perfect can, we, can we talk about some fruit <laughs> and some mammals for a second? All of this so that an orange could fall out of the fridge. All of this so Navarro could leave the teddy bear on a stripped mattress. If this isn't the most A twenty four shit I've ever seen, no, don't start, Pat. I just did. <laughs> This is the kind of shit that gives ambiguous endings like a bad name. This is like, this yeah. Is... Well, I love in the orange scene that the show really does think we're idiots because Navarro has a whole line where she says, "My mother used to love oranges and Julia too." It's like we knew this was related to your family. Come on, we've got brains. We just need a full explanation from Navarro right. in the last. And we. Episode. And we... Okay. She used to peel them in it one long like strip. Yeah. I can't quite I can't quite imagine it. I, I hope this show shows me <laughs> <laughs> what that's like. <laughs> so what do we think about the uh cleaning ladies reveal? I thought it was one of the stronger parts of the storytelling, like the outcomes and the meaning behind it. I just think we need to land at the destination. Much smoother. No, but way. they, they like, had to. Had they, yeah, had they te- like really set that up throughout? Like, all right, let's go. You know, like there's there's a lot of like context and meaning and depth to that, but we did not set this up at all. So great ideas came too late. It's one of those things that could have been really good in like a more competent show. <laughs> Which is sad. But yeah, as it is, they what? They found the secret lab, which is just the lab, um, and then found a tool that looked like the the wounds, and then decided that (laughs) all of the scientists did it, and we need all of them. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. And then just, yeah, and a mass execution at a at a station that apparently has no K 
cameras, even though they have cameras looking at fucking uh, <laughs> empty collapsed caves. There's no cameras at this station. Also, when you cut the power... All right, I'll I should stop with the nitpicking. But when you cut power, it doesn't stop cell phone videos. It just doesn't. Cell phone videos still run when there's no power. They can see flashlights and they see people going by, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's so many things about that that just doesn't make sense. There's there's a lot of problems with this. Like we said, it's a nice idea, but just done not great. And if you think about it at all, uh, it starts to not make sense. Can we talk about the fact that they couldn't wait out the storm to go to the cave, but when they forcefully spoon fed us <laughs> a unnecessary bonding moment with Danvers and Navarro because obviously Danvers had to fall through the ice because that was necessary, totally relevant. And obviously Navarro, who was out on Fury Road again um, with her very uh, (laughs) insignificant connection to her eardrum being blown up uh, as it was back on the ship, obviously snapped out of that and was able to know exactly in the dark ice, windy ice storm where Danvers was and to pull her out. And then, well, we can't have the same haste that we had to get here. We got to sit here with this fire at our feet and wait it out. Yeah, the amount of times the two of them are like, there's no service. There's no way we can drive. We're stuck out here. I'm like, cue the bonding moment coming because you're stuck having to like pour your eyes out. <laughs> they mentioned that like three or four times back and forth to each other, which once again, the, the show really does think we're dumb. You want to know what my absolute favorite scene was? And like, this is like, it's not because it's yes. coming to me now. Like I, the episode wrapped and I was like, this was still my favorite scene is when Danvers gets locked out with a gun in her hand and instead needs to go over and rip a metal pole off the wall to try and break the glass that she could have shot and instantly walked through. I love that shit. That was my favorite. Me too. (laughs) And then she's just going to let Navarro kill him before they have like any information. And then they get a little bit more information. And then she does kill him. Or let him kill himself or whatever the fuck happens. And then she's upset that that happens. It's like, you were fine with this like one scene ago. (laughs) And so this is not a rhetorical question either. Are we to assume that the video of his admissions on the phone at the end was taken before he killed himself? Or is that supposed to be some like spirit Raymond confession? I had that same question. I assume that's right. Because in that case, why didn't she just say to Danvers, yeah, he just iced himself. Don't worry, I got the whole thing right here. Right? Oh, yeah, that's what I assumed. I assumed it's just like, there's no fucking, like, uh, I I assume that it was just like, there's no reason for her not to tell Danvers, except, like, this has to happen in the last, like, few seconds of the episode. Like that's where the reveal has to be. I, that's what I assumed. I didn't assume that it was like a spirit confession. Well, we did have a cell phone video. I don't know which though. is stupider, honestly. <laughs> like, that's not a bad idea. Like that makes it more fun. You know, we already got ghosts and stuff running about. So like we did even great. see spirit Raymond when Navarro turned around. It's true. And he like what? morphed. Wasn't that after he was dead? Yeah. 
I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember this There's episode this, anymore. But I watched, I watched it, it in five <laughs> sittings, like in five parts over the last like eight days. <laughs> I finished it this morning. Uh, there's a scene where like after he's all long gone and stuff navarro turns around and he's like he looks over at her and then he like twitches for like a few seconds and then he looks all like uh white walker night king-esque and then he like disappears yeah it could be spirit raymond who gave the confession you know that sounds great that's so fun let's do that instead why not we got oranges we got polar bears Let's have a spirit confession. Sounds great. Yeah, because we got spirit Navarro at the end, apparently, in this, like, ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so mad. Like, so, yeah, did she did she kill herself? Is that what happened? We don't know. She might, yeah, she might just be sitting on it. She might be sitting on a deck with Danvers, just taking in the day country. So what I what I said when we talked about ambiguous endings is that, like, although, like, from a plot perspective, it may be ambiguous. Usually, thematically, it's not that ambiguous. Like, the themes all tie together. But in this case, that's not that's not true. Like, it, it really fucking matters if she killed herself or not. If the story we want to tell is one about, like, lifting indigenous people's yeah. voices and then, like, your high note ending, like, your coda of your show is this, like, your indigenous lead having gone missing mm-hmm. and, like, like that really fucking misses the mark and hey man yeah like a lot of indigenous people actually do go missing and do kill themselves like that is not that is not something to play happy music to like that is a massive thematic fuck up <laughs> that Nate, cannot be ambiguous. there's only and if she did kill herself that cannot be a right, happy but thing. there's only so much screen time so it was important that they showed us things like the fact that she left kavik spongebob it's not a screen time thing (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah Kavik gets really fucked over (laughs) fuck this show he never gets any kind of closure poor guy and she leaves it on a dumpster not even on like his doorstep or his bar she leaves it on the top of his dump like how many times a day does he go to that dumpster and why are you putting something that's supposed to be like super hygienically you know cared for on top of a fucking dumpster yeah, it's just cheap metaphor and cheap thrills, man. Which, like, like, if you want cheap thrills, there's plenty of, like, Netflix reality TV shows. Love is Blind Season 6 is hot right now. Like, like to your point earlier, Nate, like, this is, this is, like, meaty subject matter that really could have been so meaningful. And you can't, like, play around with that. And yeah. um, I, I've read it. I mean, I, I guess it's just, you know, for the press of, like, the headlines of, like, the ending explained, you know, and just to generate energy. I don't know. That's my cynical capitalism. I mean, this whole thing is, like, like a cynical capitalism masterclass. <laughs> I loved when I think Danvers was walking through the lab and there was, like, glass shards under her feet. Was it in the lab? I think that that first happened. Yeah. And then I was like, really? Y'all going to drop another polar bear on us in the finale? Like, y'all going to introduce another one right now? We got, like, 40 minutes left. Please, let's see what you got. And then flashback, <laughs> accident, brah, brah, brah. No, we just don't get a payoff for the polar bear. 
Like, there's no reason for it. Yeah. I've been saying this the whole time, Nathan. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> like, it's just so... It's just so inconsistent. Like, if you want to have a supernatural thing, that's fine. Just, like, have some internal consistency with it. Like, like Danvers should be the only one seeing the polar bears. And Navarro yes. and her sister should be the only one seeing, like, oranges. But that's not the case. Like, Navarro sees the polar bear. Why the fuck would that ever happen? And then, like, the whole, the whole thing around the dead, like, the thing about the, like, they say early on, uh, what is it, Rose says it, the thing about the dead is that some of them come visit because they miss you, some because they need to tell you something that you need to hear, some just want to take you with them. So why was her son below the ice, like, calling her into the ice? Does, she, does he want to take her with him? But no, she says, she, he's, he's, she said, he said, I see you? Or you, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, Nate, there's a lot going on. They needed to hustle themselves to a fire so that Danvers could heat her feet up. Yeah, because we needed Danvers to go from the literal worst human being in the show, which is impressive, (laughs) to a mildly pleasant person by the end with literally no explanation of how she got there other than she fell into the ice. Like, really? I I do believe that a near-death experience is probably quite transformative. But are you kidding me? Mm. This is so cheap. That now she's just mm-hmm. this happy person. No, I don't believe it. Yeah. She got the Hawaii cup. My fav- my other favorite thing was when they were like, what about the tongue? That's not part of our story. It's like, you cheeky <laughs> sons of bitches. Stop seeding <laughs> a potential for this to come back around. No one wants that. Let the tongue live. Let the my, tongue my favorite. rest in peace. Give it some closure. <laughs> what are, You're learning Marvel. My favorite line of the episode was some questions just don't have answers. I was like, we know. Yeah. You would say that. <laughs> well, Nate, are you able to successfully unravel yourself from the fetal position now? Because you've made it to the end and there is no rust and no Marty in sight. Just a terribly reused line, iconic line, (laughs) and some spirals. But overall, I would say you came out pretty unscathed as far as how bad it could have been with the references in season one. Yeah, it's fine. Like I said, I've gotten pretty good at, like, compartmentalizing content like this. Like, I've had so many things destroyed over the years that I'm just numb to it at this point (laughs) should we also talk about pete and how he's like almost not in this episode at all and they just kind of like forgot about him what what else did you want to see from him any sort of like character coda or anything that would be great you know like a character moment um growth change something i mean he actually made it back home and spent the night with his son that's growth right yeah, I mean, he had his his drive through re- resolution with his wife, and that then me so dumps, much. dumped right. his dad's body off. And yeah, that's it. That's how you mm-hmm. cap and, off a character, like the one of the only good characters in the show. And, and let, Kayla holds her own for so long mm-hmm. through this show. And Homegirl, oh, you know how many movies and shows do this? You know, 
We're just like it was a perfect ending. She she was upset with him for no reason, and she no forgives reason. him for yes. even less of a reason. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> also, I mean, Sarah, you should count this as a dub because let's be real. Early on, we were thinking Pete was going to be offed by the time it was all said and done. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy that, like, for the character's sake, I was happy that he got almost no screen time because they forgot about him so that he didn't have to have a tragic ending. But also, it's so unsatisfying, just like the entire rest of this episode. So at least the, the show is not consistent in many ways. It's very consistent in being unsatisfying. So at least there's that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the scene where they include uh, the very end, the deposition footage, I'm just like, y'all are just feeding content for the keyboard warriors on Reddit threads that love, that are like ride or die <laughs> season one fans. Don't worry. At least in the deposition, she just went with, we don't know where Navarro is, not that she's at my secret, like sex club, lake house, whatever thing that made no sense for Danvers' character to have. They they made a whole thing about having to cut up Hank for virtually no reason. It's like, you don't want to watch this? I, I do. He didn't even come out of the trash bag. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I do what I did appreciate that. about that, though, is that, like, you know that Rose has disposed of a body before, and that made me go, okay, Rose, I think, is the most interesting character in this Rose show. Rose and Kavik are the best characters. I like that little nod. Yeah. I want to see far. them just sit in this bar with no one else there, petting dogs, having drinks, and talking about weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danvers. He'll turn up when it thaws. They always do. Except when they don't. Except when Rose is on her lung chopping game heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about the season as a whole? Or the legacy of True Detective? Or anything? They were very generous to the viewers because they started with a corpsicle and they ended with another corpsicle. That's true. I did find that pretty funny. I mean, like, instantaneously it's <laughs> like frozen the top well the fun seems to uh be set to continue as the capitalist machine mm-hmm. continues to hum along proudly <laughs> because there's season five set to air soon with uh isa lopez back how, how do we feel is any of the cast going back from what I read a couple days ago, it's all up in the air. They only know that she's coming back. We know how this worked out for Game of Thrones, don't we? When you just let the showrunners just run wild with whatever they want to do. What? That's not what happened with Game of Thrones. You learn the wrong <laughs> lessons from everything. <laughs> that's, what, that's how you see it. It's not how I see it. I want to know, if you were to offer an orange to a polar bear, do you think it would eat it? Honestly, this is a good question. I don't know. But I now you're asking the right question. Yeah, this is the right question. Well done. You've learned your lessons from Danvers. Do we think there's going to be polar bears and oranges in the next season? 
That's my question. Is it going to be a continuation of this world, or is it going to be another anthology thing? Jen, isn't what you sent out like a another ice image? That's that's what why it's oh, confusing. Interesting. I didn't think it was ice. It was more. It was more reacting also to the fact that the spiral is still there. So we'll see how many seasons we need to go until we figure out what the spiral actually means. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's a warning for the for the cave. Thin ice. You just put it on like a small rock and hopefully it doesn't get snowed on. We already solved that mystery. They'll name drop the Tuttles in one of the episodes and never revisit again. I, I was yeah. just going to say, so glad yeah. that... The- have it make no sense. <laughs> Tuttle had so much involvement. Yeah. I did actually like the way that they revealed what was actually happening with the mine and like the water and stuff like oh we've actually been like having them over pollute or whatever for our research Mm. like i was surprised they arrived at something that was that thought out even though it was a single thought i was like wow like someone actually (laughs) had a full thought that they interjected into the plot here not just like a fragment of a thought Though I do wish I could have seen What's-Her-Face get her door at the Avengers Palace kicked in and her get, like, arrested. But, you know, there was a lot left inside. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it just it, That was just a line for me. I, I, I don't really understand how pollution melts local permafrost like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm not a Yeah, you're also not so. a geology teacher. That, that, that well, you're just also not a geology teacher who hooks up with Danvers. You have no say in how this science works. So, yeah. Shush. Both things are true. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that she's just going to stay right there in Ennis. Like, how many families have you destroyed? How many homes have you wrecked? <laughs> you think you belong here? You think the people want you just kicking around some more? But she's cool now. Yeah. She's got a Hawaii cut. Exactly. She's probably doing this all the time. Yeah. Shakalaka. She's yeah. fine. She's mildly pleasant now, Pat. Yeah. yeah, that also could just be from an antidepressant prescription. Like, we don't really know if she changed. I'm going to touch that one. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts about the season, about True Detective, the direction of the True Detective brand, and how it's gone on quite a little journey? Oh, the brand's diluted to shit. But that was the case before we even got here like started this whole ride of season four. Yeah. I think this season has made me reappreciate season one a lot. I think the the last watch through with such a critical eye, uh, I think uh, tainted it a bit. And this has re-sparked my, my love of it. I actually want to know how that applies or doesn't apply to Sarah. Yeah. Season one is far better than this season uh still didn't enjoy it so i am still <laughs> wrong yeah. uh but i i mean even when we were reviewing it like i i know that the show is of high quality i just didn't yeah. connect with it and so i still maintain that but it's it's far better than season four sure but now i wonder if you could be like if there's any part of you that could be like well you know maybe i could give marty a little grace now that i've seen the treachery that is danvers 
you just gotta let it go. Yeah, Pat. She she's not gonna like it. <laughs> that is a show that I I don't want to watch again. I don't want to return to again. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I have been wrong, and uh, I I just want to leave it there. I do think this is funny, like thing in online discourse where like there's a good thing and there's a bad thing after it and then there's an even worse thing after it and then like everyone's like well maybe that second bad thing wasn't that bad after all <laughs> it's like what why do we have to relitigate these things it's just like multiple there are multiple degrees of bad like <laughs> don't lower the bar <laughs> well it's fascinating because some like the online conversation there's there's a lot of folks getting flack for critiquing Night Country because they're comparing it too much to season one. And so the people mm. that are fans of Night Country are like, well, all of y'all just love season one, but you got to let that go and just like experience this one for what it is. And I'm like, well, you're called True Detective and you're part of the brand. So you like can't fault people for comparing them. And also part of that comparison yeah. is because, hey, here's a format that both are using and here's an example of it done well. So of course we're going to compare it to that, you know, um, versus just yeah. like going in with a white canvas, like the reality is we're not. So you can't, I think that that's a fascinating like counter argument to the critiques of this show that I've found very fascinating. I am sympathetic to like, uh, you know, the creators and the creative team that this was shoehorned into True Detective by mm-hmm. HBO when it wasn't intended to be. Um, I still think that you could have done this a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but, I feel the same way. Uh, yeah, that's just a tough situation to be. Like, the expectations are already going to be like so high, and. Uh, yeah, that just, that just kind of sucks. That sucks for everyone, except HBO. Well, yeah, because the viewership for this has been insanely great for them. I am intrigued to see what the numbers are for the amount of engagement on season five now that people have fully experienced Night Country. I would imagine the retention rate's going to be lower. I would love to hear a brief summary or synopsis of the original treatment to see if there were areas that would have been better fleshed out, if there were things that were just literally added in that were never supposed to be there. Like if there was a paranormal element that was supposed to be much more thought out and much more of like a core piece of the story that they were like, you need to widen this back because it's true detective and we don't do ghosts, except we do just not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about, too, is what did the original version and the original vision of this look like before, you know, it became True Detective and HBO uh, did a capitalism, you know, so it probably would have been better. Yeah, I think it would have been better, but the character arcs are like, that still isn't strong. So I'm like that, that's got to yeah. have been in the originals too that these arcs and these characters are in this way so i'm like maybe even better but not good enough i think the core meat and potatoes yeah. aren't there it's just such it just sucks <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like given the ingredients of like this setting like a story centered on indigenous yeah. people 
Jodie Foster, HBO. Like we should have gotten something better, like much better, something that is greater than the sum of those parts and not far, far less. Uh, and yeah, it makes me sad that so many people watched it. Like I feel like there's a lot of good content out there that also focuses on these things that like has better messaging and things like that, that I don't know, people should watch that instead. <laughs> so you were hoping for, because of the ingredients that were available, a Michelin experience, and you ended up at Applebee's. That's what I'm hearing you say in different words. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> Applebee's with like shaved truffles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel vindicated, like, for not watching TV. <laughs> it's just like, I will go back to my movie hole now. Thank you. I, I have come out of my hole and I've seen my shadow and I am happy to report that there are six more years of, of movie winter or uh, TV winter coming. <laughs> Bad, any last thoughts? <laughs> I want to mail Nate a stuffed polar bear to keep him company in his forced winter. One eyed though. Right. I'll take out the eye before you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. Very important detail. Yes. Yes. yes right. Of and I'll uh, I'll put it in a Florida orange box for theming, you know. And be sure to include like like a Hawaii sticker on there or something. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do y'all have any last thoughts? Just capitalism is my overall reflection. It's such a great uh thing to blame because it's just so potent and it's so present and I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like so much just the existence of this feels like the looming presence of capitalism has arrived and made its presence known so yeah. that's what I've been thinking about since this finale aired it's like this really shouldn't doesn't need to exist like let's just create net new content figure out how to market it well whatever it made of it might have been called night country um and I, and I partially, it's a interesting like push and a shove because us as audiences, like we seem to love the IP content too. So we keep showing up for it, us included, but um, the machine just is pushing. This, that's why I feel bad yeah. about watching it. It's like, right? like we're susceptible because. to it, right? Because it's like, like I, a lot of things I've heard brought up in like the discourse are like, there are better shows like that fit the structure like people brought up mayor of east town as like a, mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. show with like a strong female lead who's like who lead detective in like deadlock and like a bunch of others and it's just like yeah you know i haven't seen any of those so that sucks <laughs> <laughs> that sucks that i watched this instead <laughs> yeah yeah and then the other thing i've been thinking about is like it's healthy for the discourse to be happening so like our you know, public service is airing all of our grievances so that the studios are aware that this is not working for the people, you know? So don't make more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Views. It's mm-hmm. got those views. Mm-hmm. Sarah, any last thoughts? I'm just curious what the next thing that we review that is going to have fruit that is going to piss Pat off. You know, because we've had the apples in men. Now we've had oranges in Night Country. 
what's going to be next? I have a good animal one for him, which Pat, I've already told you about, but eight, oh, it's a shame it's mm-hmm. A24. Exactly. But it's lamb. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, you like A24. No, You're a secret fan. Yeah. You liked all those fucking mm-hmm. movies that we made you watch. You, Everything Everywhere All At Once was your yes. movie of the year yeah. in Indeed. April. And, Uncut and Gems, you, I recall. I'm not. You're an A24 I did fan. not like The Lighthouse. Sorry, I don't know where yeah. you got that conclusion from. Well, I didn't pick that one. <laughs> oh, okay. just wrong. <laughs> anyway, Jen, you were saying... I was just saying there's a movie about sheep and oh the lamb running movie? through Iceland. Yeah. Oh, God. I heard that yeah. one's not good. <laughs> Is there fruit? There's no fruit, but there's animals. Oh, so we've got a little animal meta thread going for you, and we've got a fruit one. Look, if y'all want to judge me because I, I find it, I find it cheap when fruit moves on its own when it shouldn't judge away i don't care just moving fruit <laughs> what what a trigger <laughs> well that's also supposed to symbolize something that is vague and not fleshed out yeah yeah so i'm i'm just excited to see the next uh randomly moving fruit without meaning that's going to trigger you so i'm going to be on the lookout oh. now I'm going to be on the lookout yep. for it, too. Yeah. We'll be here with our popcorn to, to watch, watch you just go, go blow up in flames. It'd be great. <laughs> well, I have complete faith that A24 will deliver something within the next two years <laughs> that does just that. Do you think True Detective will, like, just be the place where, like, world-class actors go to, like, create mediocre television, like, forever? Because that seems to be the legacy of seasons two, three, and four, right? The true detective curse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everyone needs a break, right? It's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm tired. I just won that Oscar. I'm going to hang out. Phone it in. (laughs) Make a true detective season. (laughs) All right. Well, this was our review and discussion of season four of true detective we have arrived uh the plane has landed you may now unbuckle your seatbelts and depart off the plane welcome to a new and light-filled warm place we're out of the night country thank you for listening to this week's episode of tv and us and thank you nate and pat for so generously being along this journey with us as we um endured the experience (laughs) together yeah thank you i always love being here let's watch something good next time you have yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always have a good time thanks for having us and i agree with nate let's watch something that's not a24 or a24 similar next time that's not what i said potato potato We appreciate that the airing of grievances can sometimes result in some uh, good fun as we roast the things that are not good. All right. So next time we will choose something wonderful and delightful and that warms all of our little hearts. All right. Well, our name TVNS sums it up. We're big fans of good TV and the powerful ways we connect with each other and the world around us. This podcast is about our shared stories. So everyone is welcome here and we're grateful you went along this journey with us as we, uh, adventured through true detective season four 
You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review letting us know your thoughts about season four overall. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at TVNSPod or email us at TVNSPod at gmail.com. We will be back soon with some more TVNS uh, as we figure out what we might want to review next. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll talk again soon.